Hello, everyone, and this is Bible Bitches, and we are back after a hiatus because we have big news. One Sarah Hoff moved across the country, and we are now both broadcasting to you from Louisville, Kentucky. Indeed, we are. Woohoo! Yeah, no, no longer, no longer am I the queen of California. You are now the lemur of Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yes. I've become an animal. (laughs) Yes. Small and furry one, probably disease ridden. Well, that's for sure. That's for sure. (laughs) But flitting about to the delight of all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So, yeah, Sarah Hoff, Laura Barclay, the Bible Bitches duo, and we are coming at you today talking about a Christian relic called the Veil of Veronica which is a historical or pseudo-historical object revered by some followers of the faith. According to legend, St. Veronica took her veil and wiped the sweat from Jesus' face as he carried the cross to the site of his crucifixion. Afterwards, the image of Jesus' face shows up on the cloth. But just a note, this is a different relic than the Shroud of Turin, which is supposedly the cloth that Jesus' body was wrapped in after his death and then his image was transposed upon it. So what, am I hearing this right? That Jesus's sweat was made of disappearing, reappearing ink? Mm-hmm. Like, like isn't, that just, isn't that just lemon juice? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Anyways, if so, the miracle needed to get a lot more play in the New Testament with him and the apostles creating decoder rings and secret <laughs> messages. Sign me up. <laughs> just like for oval. I'm tea. a decoder ring for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate. The issue with this legend is that it doesn't appear as a story in the Bible at, or at all, really, until about the 14th century, according to art historian Neil Buttcrack McGregor. <laughs> Loved it when people would call him Buttcrack. <laughs> don't actually call him that. No, no, I bet he wouldn't like that. Um, and Wikipedia discusses the work of art historian G. Schiller in a translation from the original German stating that the... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Are you still thinking about butt crack? I am. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, okay. Uh, and Wikipedia discusses the work of art historian G. Schiller in a translation from the original German, stating that the hemorrhaging woman in Mark 5 was later given the name of Veronica in an apocryphal book of the Acts of Pilate. Then her story was expanded on in the 11th century, adding in that Christ gave her a self-portrait she used to heal Tiberius, which I really just like the idea of Christ giving her a self-portrait, like, hey, I made this. You want it? (laughs) He, like, just got back from, like, a wine and paint session. (laughs) He got, like, real sloppy, and he was like, I made this for you. It's just stick figures. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So this image was further changed in Roger de Argentule's Bible in French in the 13th century to say that the image was of Christ bearing the cross with a crown of thorns. Interestingly, this is around the time that images of Christ with a crown of thorns and being all bloodied was more popular in contemporary art of of that era. Yeah, so in the 13th century, the Veil of Veronica became venerated in Rome. According to Patrick Duffy's chapter, quote, St. Veronica's Towel in the book (laughs) Catholic Ireland. What's so funny about that? Sorry, the first solid accounting of this piece of cloth is in 1199 CE when two pilgrims, 
Gerald of Wales and Gervasi of Tilbury make separate accounts of witnessing Veronica's veil in a visit to Rome. In 1207, it was displayed and used in parades by Pope Innocent III, who gave indulgences to any person praying before it. A parade with this relic became an annual event between St. Peter's Basilica and Santo Spirito. Spirito? Spirito. Spiritu. Yes, Spiritu. Spiritu's Spiritu Hospital. Under Pope Boniface. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Under Pope Boniface. The, the eighth, under Pope Boniface the eighth, the veil is elevated to, quote, a wonder of the city and pilgrims flock to see it. I am so tickled that this thing keeps changing and it's now a towel. <laughs> like, like it's is it next going to be a napkin? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, they had to make copies somehow. Yeah. They didn't all have the same, like, loom to yes. make the same cloth yeah they just kept it just kept changing because they was just like whatever they had on hand yeah. they were like no no it was totally a napkin you guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally made out of paper um so the veil becomes a huge tourist attraction for around 200 years the university of washington has the works of spanish traveler Pero or pedro tafer from 1435 to 1439 digitized which is actually a fascinating read in terms of what you might see in Rome at that time, especially around the tourism of religious relics. But Pedro states, The Church of St. Peter is a notable church. The entrance is very magnificent, and one ascends to it by very high steps. The roof is richly worked in mosaic. Inside the church is large, but very poor and in bad condition and dirty, and in many places in ruins. On the right hand is a pillar as high as a small tower, and in it is the Holy Veronica. When it is to be exhibited, an opening is made in the roof of the church and a wooden chest or cradle is let down in which are two clerics. And when they have descended, the chest or cradle is drawn up and they with the greatest reverence take out the Veronica and show it to the people who make concourse there upon the appointed day. It happens often that the worshipers are in danger of their lives so many are they, and so great is the press, which is wild, right? Like, there's just throngs of people, like, stampeding to see this thing that is, like, taken down and shown to them with such pageantry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who knew that the Vatican had such a flair for the dramatic? <laughs> <laughs> One would never have guessed. Who would have thought? Anyways, in 1527 CE, Rome was sacked during the War of the League of Cognac, which sounds like a drunken cosplay event that I would like to go to. Mm, Indeed. And some writers stated that the veil had been destroyed. For instance, Messer Unbano tells the Duchess of Urbino that the Veronica was stolen and passed around the taverns of Rome. Just like me on a Friday night. I had to. I'm sorry. Yes. Other writers claimed that it was still seen at the Vatican. There were a lot of copies made of this of this work around that time. 
But in 1616, Pope Paul V outlawed any more copies except through St. Pat- Peter's Basilica. Pope Urban VIII went even further in 1629 and stated that not only could no more copies be made, but all of the copies around had to be destroyed at the Vatican or risk excommunication if discovered with one. And supposedly in the 1600s, the veil was found hidden in a relic chamber built by Bernini into one of the piers supporting the dome of St. Peter's Basilica and remains there hidden to this day. The veil is still displayed each year on the occasion of the fifth Sunday of Lent, Passion Sunday, and has been since the 17th century. On this day, there is a procession within the basilica accompanied by the hymn, The Litany of the Saints. There are copies in the Hofburg Palace in Vienna, which is actually, a, there's a small burg off of Vienna that's owned by me. Um, <laughs> yes, Sarah Hoff. That's the lording over the Hofburg <laughs> It's a truth. Yes. It's how I make my money. Yes. Just kidding. I don't have any. All her tens of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways, there are copies in the Hofburg Palace in Vienna, the Monastery of the Holy Face in Alicante, Spain, and in uh, Jaén Cathedral in Jaén, Spain. Fun fact, visitors are allowed to kiss the glass in the last cathedral every Friday from 1130 to 1. Disgusting. So you can get free COVID, too. Mm. Also, I like this idea. Like, we don't know if it's 1130 a.m. or 1130 p.m. <laughs> so 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. Maybe I, both. Maybe both. But I really like the idea that, like, somebody goes on their lunch break and is just like, hey, can we make this lunch a little quick? I want to go and kiss this disgusting glass. <laughs> Anyways, slightly different copies are of the Holy Face of Genoa, the Holy Face of San Silvestro, and the Manopea image. Many paintings and works of art have been inspired by this relic as well. I make my tens of dollars by making copies of things called the Holy Face of Louisville, the Holy Face of Indiana, the Holy Face of Bardstown. (laughs) (laughs) That's only funny to people in Louisville. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a Louisville-specific joke. (laughs) Everyone else can suck it. (laughs) Um, The problem is that this legend of the Vale of Veronica doesn't really show up in writing until the Middle Ages. There was certainly a veil with Jesus' face hanging in Rome by the 13th century that was said to be the veil, but the history of that cloth is spotty at best. (laughs) Copies of the veil were made until the 1600s when the Pope forbade further copying and ordered all existing copies destroyed. Today, St. Peter's Basilica holds a veil said to be the one displayed in the Middle Ages, but it is not currently on public display. So, real? Not real? Tourist racket? Total piece of bullshit? So, one, I love how proud you were of that that pun. The cloth is spotty. Uh, But also, remind me who Veronica is again. Veronica was the person who, according to legend, took her veil or napkin or towel and wiped the sweat from Jesus' face as he carried the cloth to the side of his crucifixion. So, like, but that is kind of an apocryphal story. So it it's, yeah. it just kind of keeps building over the centuries and becomes this whole thing. Clear, clearly. Clearly. Because apparently some dudes got together in the Vatican. They were like, you know what we need? More money. Yes. Let's, uh... 
there's there's like a dirty rag there. <laughs> Let's make that a thing. It's in the Vatican, so it's probably holy from something. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, some probably Boniface blew his nose in it. It's just Boniface is snot. It was, Bonif- it was Boniface the fifth, though. Yeah, not, not the, the eighth. eighth. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think we could do this. Sarah, if you have a spotty cloth... We could offer, if people want to come look at it for $100, we could bless them. I literally have no spotty cloths. I Lies. keep my cloths in order, okay? My mini cloths are indescribably clean. Crisp. They're crisp. crisp. They're I, spotless. They are. I have all of my cloths um, dry cleaned and starched. <laughs> We're gonna have to manufacture a spotty cloth, <laughs> much like much like Boniface. I mean, we could just like I don't know, drip some oil on a cloth. Yeah, drip some oil and wine. That sounds you know. Smear some chocolate on it. Yeah, those are all holy. It's fine. It's totally. Fine. Yeah, it's makes fine. a lot of sense. Totally fine. Um, yeah. So I think the consensus is this is a bit of BS. Um, if you end up seeing the cloth. You're seeing something from the 13th century. Laura, will you do me a kindness? Yes. A favor? Mm-hmm. Will you please uh, get a t-shirt made uh-huh. that says, this is my spotty cloth, <laughs> and it just has a bunch of oil stains on it? <laughs> <laughs> that is disgusting, and I love it. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us on this slightly disgusting uh, journey (laughs) about an old towel. (laughs) And um, we're excited to be back and uh, coming to you from Louisville. And we'll be back next time to talk about the beheading of John the Baptist. We hope you will join us. Um, You can find us, if Twitter still exists, on Twitter at Bible Bitches. We're on Instagram at Bible Bitches Podcast. We have a website where you can donate to our Patreon, please, lovely listeners, at BibleBitchesPodcast.com. And we want to thank uh, Yo Eves, uh, at Yo Eves on Twitter. Um, Miss Eves is the artist that does our intro and outro music, and she's lovely and amazing. Um, so please follow her. Yes, please. And please donate to our Patreon. Please. Please. Thanks. Please and thank you. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.